What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Hey, uh, I had an interesting experience today. Uh, I'm on leave right now. Uh, I was working on the advancement um, outline that I've got for the one, the episode that I'm working on coming up. And I got an email from a young man that's trying to uh, attend the Enlisted Leadership Foundation LPO Academy course. Uh, I've talked about the Enlisted Leadership Foundation before. It's a really amazing program out of San Diego, California. Uh, you can attend it. Uh, if you're local, no cost TAD, or you can, uh, what I learned today was, uh, fund it through your commands, normal travel means, right? So you get your TAD orders and then they should be able to fund the course. You route a shit through your chain of command, um, at requesting that they fund it and they should be able to fund it. Uh, it's eligible for the, the TDY funding, um, I was under the impression previously that it was not, uh, I'm not sure where I got that from, but I interacted with, uh, retired fleet Orloff who runs the enlisted leadership foundation, uh, or as part of, I believe she runs the entire thing. Um, but, uh, I interacted with her today in, in trying to help the sailor out. And, and basically what happened was he contacted me saying that, uh, he was accepted to the course, uh, and that him and a bunch of sailors from his ship, I think there's something like five or six sailors from his, uh, from his command that were accepted to attend this course. Uh, the opportunity had been put out by the chain of command, but they were told that it would be no cost TAD orders. So they basically had to fund the travel themselves. Uh, when I dug a little deeper uh, after the feedback I got from Fleet Orloff on that the course should be able to be funded by the command, uh, we talked about it and figured out that he, the feedback this young man got was from his LPO. Uh, and we're like, hey, you need to push a little harder than that. Uh, this guy could just be saying that because he doesn't want to help you out because he's got bad information, might just be being lazy. Who knows, right? But uh, he might have just got some bad gouge, and, and that's the reason you route a chit. The only person that can tell you no is your commanding officer. Uh, so you need to route the chit regardless of who's telling you that you're only going to get this one thing or you're only going to get this support from the command. If they're putting out this leadership uh, course as an opportunity for sailors to attend and it's out of area, uh, they should be willing to have a discussion about funding that travel. Uh, my first reaction was for him to talk to his uh, first class petty officers association or the chiefs uh, about maybe just doing some fundraising and, uh, and and getting that travel funded in that way. Because initially I was under the impression that this this course being uh, that the Enlisted Leadership Foundation is a nonprofit, it's a non-government entity, that the the, the government wouldn't fund travel to the course. Uh, apparently that's not true, but at the time that was my impression. And I said, hey, did you did you have this conversation with the chiefs? Because uh, I mean, if I put this leadership opportunity out at my command and said, hey, I, we really want people to attend this. It's a great leadership development opportunity. I'm not going to then say, oh, by the way, you have to come out of pocket, right? Like that's ridiculous and it's bad leadership. So if I'm going to put that opportunity out there, I'm going to put out a means for them to get there too. And that would have been a discussion in the chief's mess uh, on my side of the house about, hey, like, you know, if at the time I believed this did not be able to be funded by government funding. So if we can't get that funding, like, let's say, you know, the big purse string holder in the sky said, no, how are we going to get sailors to this course? The backup plan for me would have been, hey, CPO fundraisers, easy day. Like, uh, however many sailors it is, we'll do some fundraising. We'll get the fund to pay for it. Uh, these sailors will not come out of pocket to, to go to this leadership development training. On larger platforms, First Class Petty Officers Association have the same means and impact. There's more of them. Fundraising it, it can be more impactful because there's more of them. Uh, and, and a lot of times they just have a fund that they may be able to just pay for it already because they do fundraising, right? They, they may be able to just subsidize that travel for those sailors anyway. Uh, or a combination between the two. Like at my command, we've done stuff where the wardroom fund uh, and the chief's fund kind of split it, go halvesies. 
uh, and get somewhere where they need to be or we'll do like just like a function as like a team building exercise where we'll go to a thing where the officers and, and chiefs will go together as one big function and it'll, it'll be a good thing to build a rapport with the officers, right? But we'll split the costs with the funds, right? Because uh, we both have funds with money available. So the, the reason I'm bringing all this up is one, I do want to bring it to everybody's attention that the, these courses can be funded uh, via the, the TDY funding. But more importantly, the really troubling thing that was communicated to me by the sailor was that uh, the First Class Petty Officers Association initially said they would commit a certain amount of money for one sailor to go to this course. Uh, and it was a significant amount of money towards travel. And then when they found out multiple sailors were selected to go to this course, they decided the way they were going to allocate the money was to have boards and they were going to have a board to determine someone's worthiness for this training. And then they were going to commit that sum of money that they had initially uh, voted on, I guess, to one sailor based on their worthiness for this training. I can't even... I've been thinking about this for over two hours since I, I've been emailing uh, back and forth with a sailor. Absolutely melts my brain that a group of leaders, a group of sailors responsible for leading these sailors are taking it upon themselves to vote upon the worthiness of the candidates to attend leadership development training. It... <laughs> If it's lost upon the sailors doing this, that it's your responsibility to train these sailors, to develop them as leaders, it's your job to do this. And that when presented with an opportunity like this, it, it's something that it's like everyone is, in, is worthy of this opportunity. It's, it's completely moot. The point here is completely moot that, that you're doing this to weed out the ones that don't deserve to go, I guess. I, I don't know. And, and there's a part of me that's reserved about this. There's a part of me that's like, maybe this isn't what they're doing. Maybe that maybe it's not being communicated all the way. Maybe I'm getting a biased opinion from the sailor. Maybe there's more to it than that. But I just want to make it understood that because this is the part that I think might be getting lost in translation in, in both directions is that all of these sailors are worthy. All of them are absolutely entitled to being developed as leaders by you. So regardless of how it's being communicated, right? Like you should be attacking the real problem. The real problem is this command put out a leadership development opportunity. The command put this out. By doing so, the command endorsed it. The command said, this is our idea and we want you to go. By doing that, it became the command's problem on how to get these sailors there. If you don't want that to be your problem, don't put out the opportunity. If you can't support it via official travel funds or some other means, you don't put it on the sailor to get there. That's not a thing. And I'm hoping that there is a gigantic communications breakdown and the command is going to is going to swoop into the rescue and fund this opportunity because the the basic solution that we came to was that the sailor needs to route a chit. You need to route a chit with an accompanying nav admin saying this is what I want to do. I've been I've been accepted to the course that you put out as a leadership opportunity and and I'm requesting that you fund the travel and lodging. I have a feeling when it gets elevated to the appropriate level that 
the department chief or command master chief's going to absolutely be like, oh, of course we're going to fund this travel. That was the plan all along, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to have faith that that is exactly what's going to happen. But in the event that it doesn't and the command said, hey, we want you to do this, the leadership academy accepted these sailors. The command rogered up and said, yeah, we're absolutely you know, willing to send them, but then are not somehow willing to fund the travel either via official means or some other alternative means. That's a gigantic problem. If you signed them up, if, if, if you endorsed this program and said, hey, we're going to send these sailors, you better have a plan for getting them there. It's not their job. It's not their responsibility to come out of pocket to go to this course to be developed as leaders. That in and of itself is a lesson in leadership. That in and of itself is them losing faith and trust in you, the command, as leadership, right? They're going to lose a ton of trust and faith if they got to come out of pocket to go to this, and they want to. The young man emailing me is like, I'm willing to come out of pocket to go to show that I'm serious about going to this course and that I'm, I want to be developed. This man wants to be developed as a leader so bad. He's willing to spend his own hard-earned money to get on an airplane to lodge himself to go to this course that's not, again, put on by the U.S. Navy. It's put on by some super-motivated retired chiefs, senior chiefs, and master chiefs running this organization in San Diego, California. I'm beside myself that a group of sailors would think that the right answer is to in any way, shape or form, however it's being communicated to this group of sailors, that they would think that it's okay to make this a competition or to make it some kind of a selection process. They've already been accepted to the class. It's not a selection process. The problem is not deciding how you're going to allocate the amount of money that you have. The problem is how are you going to get the money that you need to send these sailors to the course and go solve that problem. Go talk to the people that control travel money. Get this sailor's chip routed, hand walk it through. Make sure that they're advocated for. Make sure that the program is properly represented as something that was put out by the command saying, hey, we want people to go to this. Before you even put it out, make sure you have a plan. Make sure that the government will fund this travel. If you don't, make sure you have a plan to fund it by other means. But you can't, you can't put this out without that plan and then try to put it on the sailors to do that. And if that's not what happened, if if the sailors are misinterpreting what's going on, then attack the communication breakdown when you discover it, when this chick gets routed and approved and they're asking the question, why did you think that you had to fund this out of pocket? Attack that, that communication breakdown. When it was put out, was it put out that it wasn't going to be funded? Was it not put out how it was going to be funded? So these sailors are just trying to solve a problem in a vacuum without the the information that they need. I you know, all they want to do is be developed and they're trying to get to to that place. Help them get there. I I'm I'm really having trouble with it because I I don't have all the information that I think I probably need. I got fired up initially and then of course you got to power down and you got to analyze and you got to think to yourself am I getting the whole story? Because I, I don't have all the perspectives, I don't have all the information, and I haven't been able to talk to the sailors at the command, with the sole exception of this this guy that's trying to go to this class. But just understand that that these opportunities exist, and, and I've ha- I've had this issue in the past where um, we do uh, 
they call them legacy academies uh, where at different monuments throughout the Navy, generally like a, a naval heritage based monument like the Missouri or the Constitution is the main one uh, or the the different museum ships around the Navy or, or significant monuments or whatever. Uh, they do a, a, what's called a legacy academy during the chief season every year where they put out a message uh, for the, the Constitution. I don't know if they do one for the Missouri and the other ones, but um where they solicit not just mentors, but uh, selectees to go to this Legacy Academy, TAD. Uh, the command funds their travel and everything else, and they fly out and they get lodged on the ship and they do this week-long Legacy Academy where it's really great, impactful leadership development training, naval heritage and history training. It's it's really it's a really cool opportunity if you ever get the chance to go uh, in any capacity, but they fund it all and they put it out via a message. And I had an issue at a previous command where uh, a spot opened up last minute and uh, uh, one of my selectees really wanted to go. And, you know, they basically it was too last minute to get travel funded and all this other stuff. And basically our command decided that like they the command leadership got the message that, hey, a spot opened up. Do we do you want to send anybody and they said, oh, well, we'll put it out to all of our, our SELs. And, and I got the email and said, yeah, I absolutely do want to send somebody. What do I got to do to fund the travel? And they're like, oh, well, it's too late. But the spot's open. So they would have to kind of go and pay out of pocket. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. And so, uh, you know, we we ended up reimbursing that sailor out of the chief's fund and everything else uh, because the way that it happened, which was incorrect, uh, we, I guess we can go back and I don't know. I'm not a high level expert on, on TAD travel and travel claims and stuff like that. But the answer we got was we couldn't go back in time and fix it via like a travel claim or something like that. Um, and that basically we should have done it in the first place, that kind of thing. And, and she was the same way, fired up, wanted to go, didn't want to miss the opportunity, uh, and said, I will absolutely drive myself and come out of pocket. It's not a big deal. Um, but it is a big deal. And we ended up coming out of the chief's fund to, to reimburse her for her travel and expenses. But it's, it's an issue that I think is probably more prevalent than we think it is. And it, and it might go more in the, in the, in the direction of, Hey, you know, we have this required school or we have this required training. How do we get our sailors there? And I've experienced this quite a bit where it's not a problem for me to find my sailors seats in a school or you know, a spot in training or whatever, I, I can reserve the seat. It's getting them there. That's the hurdle. And what we get back is if it's not a mandatory school or required training for a certain quota that they develop somewhere saying that I need this many of these and this many of these as far as NECs or what, what have you, that they're not going to fund it. Well, so when I want to send somebody to a elective leadership development training that's put on by a nonprofit, they're going to laugh me out of the room. Um, can I fight for it? Sure. Can I route the, the chit and everything else? Absolutely. Would I? Yes. But I can tell you based on my experience in submarine community, I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but I, I fight to get guys to schools based on, so I have certain training in NECs that I'm trying to send my junior guys to, but on this report from fleet temps, it says I have three of a thing. I'm only required to have, you know, two of. Uh, or I have two of two, right? And, and But I have one of them. I'm not using it. I'm the senior chief. I'm completely removed from this NEC I got when I was a third class 
but some spreadsheet says that I have that NEC, right? So they don't want to send another person to school because the requirements filled by me and another junior sailor. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, not only do I want it for professional development, like, the, I don't see why two people should be able to go to Galley Watch Cabin School when I got six people working for me and they all have to do that job as part of their normal career progression. But on top of that, okay, working within the system that I have, I'm not using that NEC. So how can I get a sailor? And that's how I've worked it in the past where I've at least gotten another sailor to that school where I have, then I'll have three of two because I don't count, you know, like, I'm like, come on, man, like, I'm not really using this, it doesn't make sense, so let me get another person to the school, and so that's how I've battled to get the funding for those schools, but again, you get into into the nice-to-have area, and the funding side is very binary, very, they're just crunching numbers, and it, it, I'm, my, the priority for an elective leadership development course, I, I will go to bat and try, but I can almost guarantee and I never like to guarantee anything, but I, I, I can almost guarantee that they're gonna say no. Um, I, I got an amazing CMC at both at, at my squadron level, who's the guy who's where they control the funding and stuff. So if I talk to him ahead of time, I might be able to get him to engage, and and he could leverage <laughs> leverage that into into existence. But uh, again, I mean, there there's very stringent controls on on uh, the money that they use for travel. And, and I I don't even know that he can win the battle, but it's one worth fighting. So I definitely will inquire uh, now that I know that I can use that funding for, for this uh, training. So um, I don't know. that like, The thing that irked me the most was that there wasn't a plan. There wasn't a plan to get these sailors to this training. At least as of right now, it appears that way. I hope that he comes back and it, it was a big misunderstanding and a big communication breakdown but what I can tell you is that the I, I'm finding a hard way around the board thing that he described to me that that there's any version of that that's constructive uh, to to determine how they're going to spend that money as if there's a merit-based uh, approach to leadership development it's like you don't you don't triage who you're going to develop based on the potential that you see in them I understand that that we probably do that just out of human nature, as far as uh, you, when you see somebody that's hungry and they're constantly asking and they're constantly putting themselves in the position uh, to be developed, that it's easy to pour more into them than you do into others. I get that entirely. That doesn't take away the need to develop everyone else. It doesn't take away the merit. It doesn't take away like their entitlement to be developed as sailors and as leaders. Like you still have to spend all the uh, all the time on on the other ones too. Like you can't just get stuck on the ones that you see have potential or like this, this it, and it's tough and I get it and it's human nature to want to develop the best and brightest, but you got to give the other ones a chance. There are slow burners out there. There are people that it takes a little longer to come around or, or maybe it takes them a long time to snap out of being an idiot. <laughs> like I have a story that I talk about all the time of this junior sailor that I took as a third chance uh, getting processed out of the Navy and my buddy called me up and said, hey, you know, can you can you take this guy on? And I did. And now top performer, meritoriously advanced, like I, early promote sailor, like definitely is going to go on to do great things. Uh, I trust him with a lot. And it took him three and a half years of his first enlistment to get get it together. And it took me 
about four and a half years. I was a pain in the butt. I got chiefs out there that are now retired that will tell you all about like how unexpected it was that I ended up where I am and that I got got it together and and developed the way that I did. But that first enlistment, outside of just doing my daily duty in, a, in a, like well, that was the only thing I was doing well. Like I worked out a lot and I cooked really well and that was it. Like I had a bad attitude and I was mouthy and I needed a haircut all the time and my uniform looked like crap. And like I, in every other regard, I, I didn't look like I was going anywhere and I was going nowhere fast. And I probably should have gotten in a lot more trouble than I did, but I, I think I got away with a lot more because I did my job well. But that being said, it's like that doesn't mean that I shouldn't have been developed. And and I think there was a lot of really key personnel in my development that recognized beneath the surface that there was a lot more to me and that I, I deserved the the development. And there was a it, had it not been for certain people that had invested in me and not allowed me to just self-sabotage my way out of the Navy, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be a civilian that had to figure out a new path because I wore out my welcome in the United States Navy. Um, I definitely am surprised that the people that uh, invested in me did. Uh, You know, there are definitely people that it takes a little bit longer or, or, you know, they need a little bit more attention or time to develop. But that doesn't mean that because they're not a first term sailor that's lighting the world on fire, it doesn't mean they don't deserve it. It doesn't mean they're not entitled to your attention and your development. That's your job. That's what you're getting paid to do. You don't get to not develop sailors because they don't show potential in their first 12 months in the Navy. It's ridiculous to expect that out of everyone. Right. These are 18 year old kids coming in fresh out of high school that are more concerned with Snapchat and Instagram than they are leadership development for the vast majority. So when you see the ones that are lighting the world on fire, absolutely pour into them. But you got to pour into the rest of them, too. You've got to lay the foundation now. You got to show them that you care. You've got to show them that they mean just as much to you as the ones who are lighting the world on fire. Otherwise, you, you know you're going to lose a lot of really bright, high-functioning sailors to attrition because they think you don't care. Uh, And this was, to me, in the way it was described, and again, I'm having a hard time getting there in my head seeing this any other way, even if the best intentions are had, and I'm sure they were, right? Doing it the way that they were doing it, making it a competition, it's absurd. It doesn't make any sense. It's not how we do things. Their, de- their development is your responsibility. So figure out a way, right? Even if the only way was to divide that sum of money between all of the sailors accepted of that course. Because, you know, spoiler alert, the junior enlisted association that they have at this command of E5 and below, that's exactly what they did. That And it wasn't even a conversation. They're like, we can't give you much, but what we can give will divide amongst all, you know, five or six or, or whatever. Um, and here these first classes are thinking that it's, it's a competition or that there's got to be some kind of, you know, process where they decide who deserves the money. That's, it, that's not what we do. It doesn't make sense. Um, and it got me pretty fired up. So that's why I just wanted to record this to, to put that out there. Um, make sure that we understand that. Make sure everything's not a competition. Like they're merit-based awards. Sure. I got you of the quarter of the year. Absolutely. Uh, that's a competition. 
advancement. I mean, it, you could look at it that way. Sure, it's competitive. You know, you take the advancement exam and and the people that get the better evals, et cetera, those are the people we want to promote. Uh, sure, because they're demonstrating that they're ready for increased responsibility. But the way they get ready is by you developing them professionally, personally, and, and in in the realm of leadership, right? You got to develop them so that they are ready for those things, so that they start doing the things that get them those merit-based awards and that get them advanced. That's your job. So make sure you're doing it. Take a take a long, hard look in the mirror, like we said last time around, and, and make sure you're doing those things because those sailors deserve it. Whether they're idiots like I was when I was a junior sailor or they're lighting the world on fire as a first-term E4, uh, they all they all are entitled to the to the best possible leader that you can give them. So give it to them. Uh, that's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.